Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Aloha, fellow travelers. Welcome to episode two of the Travel Squad podcast. We are so excited today because we are taking you to the beautiful Hawaiian island of Kauai. Kauai is one of the least visited islands and it is underappreciated and it's probably because Kauai has a remote feel, uh, has lots of jungle and only one main highway on the entire island. Jamal, tell us about Kauai, Mr. History Lesson slash geographer. Mr. History Teacher. Well, Kauai is known as the Garden Isle because of its lush rainforest that it has throughout the island. Only 20% of the island is actually accessible by trails and by roads. The other 80% is all lush mountains, inaccessible, roads can't be built on it. Uh, It's the oldest island in the Hawaiian archipelago just as well. I've always wondered how to pronounce that word. Archipelago. I believe (laughs) it's archipelago. Uh, And it's five million years old. So really, really old in comparison to, you know, the big island right now. Yeah. And Jurassic Park was filmed there too. Yes, it was. In fact, the car that we we rented was a big rugged car because Jamal thought it would be really cool to go off-roading in uh, such a wild Well, I thought we would need it for the mountainous terrain. But uh, in Jurassic Park, they had small little Jeeps. (laughs) We had a big SUV. But we did go off-roading. So the four of us took a week-long vacation. It was filled with beaches, hikes, sunset cruises, waterfalls, and just a lot of natural beauty. And my ties. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly our head is in the right place. (laughs) So today we're going to talk to you about what you must do in Kauai, uh, things that you should reconsider. We're going to answer some questions that we received from the week. And we're going to talk about, is Kauai affordable? Um, one thing you you have to know, though, and I'm only saying this because I was under the impression that Kauai didn't have a lot to do, but... Right. Didn't you want to island hop while we were there, Kim? Wasn't that your <laughs> What am I going to do in Kauai for a week? It's such a small island. And that's part of the problem. There's not enough content on the web about what there is to do in the island. There's no podcast out there. This is the very first podcast in the world to talk about Kauai. So and, we think. <laughs> and, and so I literally thought I was going to be island hopping all week. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot to do in Kauai. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point. You know, a lot of people, when they go to Hawaii, they think of the beaches, and there are beaches in Kauai, obviously, but I feel like what really makes Kauai special is just its remoteness. Uh, The other thing too about Kauai is that the water there is the most dangerous out of all the islands. I think um, the most deaths have occurred in Kauai because the water is so turbulent. Only on one specific shore, but uh, if you go to where they actually have the resorts and whatnot, specifically Hanlei Bay, the water there is absolutely fine. It's just on a particular area on the Nepali coast, which you can't even get Mm. to by road anyway. I don't know. 
true. There was one day that we were snorkeling, and I remember that you and Brittany were, you got to this sand island and like a little mm-hmm. bit out off of the shore and yeah. you guys were like Zaina come come onto the island oh my gosh there's a beached whale and I kept trying to but the waves <laughs> it were wasn't so a whale it was, it was a seal I was just kidding <laughs> that's a big difference but anyways there was, was a, a beach seal. seal and you're like come see, check it out and I couldn't get there because I the couldn't water... get there either it was treacherous yeah it's like up like not even higher than your shins and I'm like being thrown up against the rocks and finally I was like you know what screw this I can't even handle this and I um, swam off but it it took a lot of effort to swim off. And when I was finally lying down on the towel, there was blood everywhere because it tore my legs up. Scratched your leg on some coral and some rocks, huh? It did. All right. Well, thank you for telling us what not to do in Kauai. Just be careful. Now we want to talk about some things you absolutely should do in Kauai. So we actually stayed in Princeville, which is on the north part of the island. And we had seen some videos on this really beautiful bath called Queen's Bath. So we decided to check it out. And, you know, they describe it as a small little hike to this bath. But beware, you will get muddy. You will be slipping. You'll be sliding. It's a little dangerous getting to Queen's Bath, but it was worth it. It was a beautiful opening it's like made of rocks. Yeah. I think it's like volcanic, volcanic rock. Yeah, of course, but from a safety perspective, let's not go at high tide because when it's high tide, that's when the water is going to be up on the rocks and you're more than likely going to slip. But realistically, True. what it is, is it's a rock formation that actually acts as a natural pool. So when it's high tide, water obviously gets in and fills it. But when it's low tide, the water retreats and you actually have a pool within the rocks that you can jump into. Thank you, Professor. (laughs) But then we should also preface too, like if you're looking up Queen's Bath, you're going to find a lot of people who do say go visit and then there's going to be a lot of people who say don't go visit don't listen to them and that it should be removed from tour guides because it's such a dangerous place we didn't have that experience honestly if you're careful and smart you'll be fine and queen's bath was one of the most beautiful places that we visited while on the island it was one of my favorite spots we made it there without any major issues or even minor issues i'd say if i can remember correctly But once we got there, we were like jumping off of the rocks into the pool. And it was like just the most beautiful, fun place that we were. It was very picturesque and it was just really nice to relax. And because there wasn't waves going in and out, you can just relax, lay on your back, look up at the sun, look out at the water. It was just really beautiful. It is a popular place to go to. So other people are there, God forbid, if something were to happen. But like I said, realistically, exercise caution and really you know, look at the reports on when high tide is going to be and not go at high tide. But one of the coolest things that I really enjoyed most about Queen's Bath was everyone's there to jump into the pool. So everyone's watching you, encouraging you, clapping for you, you know, when you get in. And so that made it a really, really fun experience because all these strangers that you're with, they're all there experiencing and doing the same thing, and it's a real nice camaraderie out there. I was scared. I didn't jump. So Kim took the plunge first. She gave me her camera, and I took her picture while she was jumping. And, and um, what is it? We'll post uh, it on our website. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? The setting where I just keep holding down so you can get the good shot? Um, shutter? Or- there you shutter. Go. Shutter. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. So I took um, a picture of Kim jumping in shutter so she can pick the good one. And then um, I took Jamal and Brittany, and then other people started to have me take their picture sure as well because they realized that uh 
I was the chicken in the group. Eventually, I went into the water, but it took me a little bit to go because, again, not trying to be like a um, a, a danger ninja or anything, but they had danger a ninja. Ninja. <laughs> ninja. <laughs> what? Scary cat. Scary cat. There you go. I don't know. I couldn't think of the way that I wanted to phrase it. So the only thing that came out was a, a what did I say? I don't even danger know. Danger ninja. <laughs> that would Anti-danger ninja. I was going to say danger ninja would be that you're risque. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm risque in other things, but not <laughs> jumping into the water. But they have a stone where they carve in how many deaths have taken place. Because it's not about being <laughs> careful. It's about that tide coming yeah. in unexpectedly, and it takes you out to shore. You because- can definitely look up some YouTube videos and see some crazy things of guys getting pulled out and not being able to climb out of the rocks. But just be careful and be safe and you'll be fine. The rogue And waves, you'll have fun. Yeah. yeah, the and rogue And it was waves. actually the first place <laughs> on the way there where we got to see sea turtles in the oh, cove. Oh, they were so cute. And yeah. whales. Does no one remember? Oh, they were way out in the distance. distance. That's right. See them blowing the water out of their blowholes and spouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being while traveling. One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Travel Squad Podcast at liquidiv.com. Hey, squaddies, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you. So all you have to do is download, book, show up and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So another must-do for Kauai is Wailua Falls. Another gem. It really is a gem. What was that? 
Wailua Falls. I don't remember what it was. Oh my oh, god, Zaina. You probably don't remember because you didn't want to yeah, swim were, over. Another one where Zaina was a no. danger ninja. <laughs> and no, want, don't listen and to didn't want to get in the water. Oh, no. we, we will also post that video on our website. No, so you, <laughs> if you don't remember that, that's basically where we went to the waterfall. Huge waterfall. A big waterfall. How, how many feet was it, Mr. Storian? And then Kim was like, let's hike down. And we had so, to jump over the fence. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. yes, yes, yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like, yeah. I remember this. Okay, right so we get to this waterfall. It's, well, what would you say, like 200 feet? 100 feet? 80 feet. 80 feet. Okay. Well, I'm short, so it seemed big. You are right. I was a danger ninja. Okay, so you're not supposed to hike down it, but everybody does. All you have to do is climb over this little, like, cement block thing and go behind the fence and you're in everybody's doing it and there's not police there that when we were there at least not encouraging any illegal activity but let's put it this way so many people are doing it i don't know how they could enforce it what i really loved about this hike was just the natural beauty going down like you're you're pretty much crawling down on your butt on all these like tree vines and there's so many tree vines and that you're grab that's what you're grabbing onto to keep steady and so that you're not falling but it was just a very natural beautiful hike on the way down and it gives you a good workout on the way up (laughs) it's always muddy because the waterfall's just coming on down so it creates a big mist in the air and it always settles so it's always muddy so i remember trying to keep uh my flip-flops on as we were hiking down and literally after two minutes i said forget this there's no <laughs> way yeah, yeah it's so better gotta, to just not take shoes yeah so, so it, how what is it like take like about 15 minutes to get down to the bottom yeah it took us about 15 minutes to get down and then we had to cross over to like the beachy area so that we could swim so it's like a huge like river stream going down from the waterfall and the you have to get across kind of strong current we were, was strong we were afraid to cross at that the point. rocks were like super painful on our feet and it was really cold but then there was a shallow yeah, spot um closer to the base of the falls uh not where kind of where the mouth of the river was and that's where we all crossed right and then there's like land that you can post up on and then we went swimming in the pool, which was so cool. Like one of the most magical experiences, floating and swimming. Went in Hawaii, swimming waterfalls. And then finally I realized I had to get in the water. So Brittany came back <laughs> to get me. <laughs> We're yelling at Zaina from across the river. Come on, Zaina, get in. Danger Hurry ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Major. <laughs> Gotta chase those waterfalls when you're in Kauai. No, exactly. I just want to reiterate you know when kim had suggested that i think i don't remember how far we were and for our itinerary of the day of what we were going to do but i just remember like kim suggested it and i was like oh my (laughs) god what a typical kim thing to want to do i don't want to go down there but the journey down is really really worth it like that was one of my favorite things that we did in hawaii actually second favorite we'll get to number one later i think we all have the same number one. i think <laughs> no we're gonna talk about it right now it's next <laughs> that's next oh my goodness i thought it we were is... gonna talk about waimea canyon but i guess we'll go there. yeah no so our favorite thing hands down that we did is the luau what <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding guys we did oh luau, my that god was not our favorite thing comedy ninja now. <laughs> <It was. laughs> 
Thank you. It was the Nepali Coast sunset boats where you guys were so ready to jump in on that. When I said that, your faces were like, is she serious? Shout out to Kauai Sea Tours oh for my providing God, yes. us the best experience ever. The Mai Tais and the service. Yeah. I wish they had a bus to shuttle us back so you can, because they do not let your hands go empty. Yeah. Like you are constantly double. From the moment you get on the boat, until you get off the boat. Well, so just as a little bit of context too, so the Kauai Sea Tours took us up the tour of the Nepali coast. That's what Kauai oh, itself is probably right. the most famous for. It's so beautiful. It's basically, you know, extraordinary sea cliffs. These ones are actually 200 feet high, Kim, <laughs> and a lot but they're just so dramatic, such vibrant colors. They look and, fake. Yeah, they look fake. And that's one of the reasons also why you know there's so few roads and the majority of Kauai is inaccessible is because of these sea cliffs and the mountains that they create so it took us on the Nepali coast for the sea tour but as everyone was saying um you know the moment you got on board every one of the staff was just so friendly your hands never went empty with a drink if you wanted a water if you wanted a mai tai if you wanted a beer whatever you wanted it was always there so a scenic cruise turned into a booze cruise mm-hmm. it was oh yeah definitely a good time i didn't know it was a booze cruise also real none quick, of guys, us did yeah don't wear a dress don't wear a skirt wear shorts pro tip me and kim <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and attest to that yes yeah you'll be holding it down in the wind the whole time and then you can't have a second drink in your hand, so boo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But also, we saw those cute little sea turtles and, like, the baby ones. And remember he, like, stopped at that waterfall, and it was some kind of, like, Hawaiian legend. Ritual. Yeah. Love ritual. Love ritual, Chicken yeah. And so they, they would put the couples at the front of the boat, and then and it was right on a cliff, and he would bring the boat just close enough that the waterfall would go over them while they're kissing a heavy but light streamed enough waterfall mind you but i so that's what it is now it's the kissing for the lovers for a blessing but what it really was if i recall his story correctly he was saying you know during the time of the hawaiian monarchy that's actually kind of like their version of the coronation if i remember the story correctly is that's where they would go to be dipped and then become king or queen it was a really like fun experience though yeah. we also saw dolphins yeah we did oh yeah they were chasing our boat they were so cute three they little dolphins it. yeah bottleneck dolphins they said it was rare to see in that area bottle nose bottle nose bottleneck <laughs> so yeah hands down if you go to Kauai, do not miss the boat tour and do it with a Kauai sea tours I mean, I think it's going to be amazing no matter what, but especially for us because it was day seven or six of our seven day trip and we had gone to Kauai right right after they had a lot of rain and floods that shut down that part of the coast. So we couldn't see it on foot. We did see it a little bit before that, but this was like the most awe inspiring moment that we had the whole week and we waited the week for it there's no better place to see it than on the water yeah for sure and for those of you that get seasick like i do i took half a dramamine before i got on like maybe 30 minutes beforehand and i kept the booze going and i didn't (laughs) feel sick the whole night however (laughs) 
Some of our, the other passengers. Almost all of oh my them. Gosh, at the end of the, at the, well, first off, you should know that this was like a five hour booze cruise. So it went forever. And then. Um, sunset dinner cruise. Oh, five hour booze cruise. Yes. Oh, did we have. Yeah, we got on around. We got on around two. Don't even remember. We got on around two and then. It was dark when we got back. Yeah. In fact, they were speeding back because we had been out so late. But yeah, everyone was pretty much, um, I mean, all the buckets were gone because everyone was pretty much getting sick. And so <laughs> if you didn't have a bucket, you were over they the They kept like giving someone a bucket, rinsing them out, and just like running back and forth with buckets. Yeah. Except for the four of us. That's yeah. Right. In fact, Jamal and I were at the front of the boat. And, you know, when you're on the boat, it's going like thud, thud, thud up against the waves. And everyone's in the back except for me and Jamal. I have one <laughs> hand on the rail. The other one is waving a in the air. Yeah, like woo. And so finally, he told me and Jamal that we have to go back because he doesn't want us to fall over. And uh, then they wouldn't be able to find us because it's night. Because it's dark. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Jamal because Jamal was our DD. Well, at the end, he sobered up and was our DD. But (laughs) I drank um, for only half of the cruise. It was a five hour cruise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I would just say because they don't have shuttles, although I wish they did, just make sure that you have someone in your party to um, be safe, guys. 100 percent be safe. Um, because they will uh, keep it coming. Sure and the other time. thing you should know about Kauai is Uber is not a reliable source of transportation. I don't even know if it's available at all during the day. So don't count on that. Yeah, so just be safe. Just be safe, guys. So another must-do in Kauai was the Waimea Canyon, which is kind of like the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Having already been to the Grand Canyon, it's not as grand, but it was really cool still. And they had waterfalls there and just it is like a vast canyon and it's almost like desert like, which is so weird because you're on a Hawaiian island. Uh, one thing to know is we did a hike, like we did the big hike there, and it was really cool to be immersed in it because you constantly see helicopters coming above you. Because obviously, when you go to Kauai, one of the big things to do is a helicopter tour. So by the time we did our helicopter tour, we had already explored Waimea Canyon, and it was really cool to see it from above after being mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And if you want to do the same hike we did, it was called the Canyon Trail. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, and it, it ends at the waterfall that yeah. they have right there at the very bottom. Yeah. Not? yeah. Pro tip, go early. We w- we, we're we such adventurers, and we wake up before the crack of dawn every single day, and it's just <laughs> worth it because it's not busy. And by the time we get to the end where the waterfall is, we have it all to ourselves to take pictures. And then next thing you know, the um, people who woke up late are coming in, and now they're fighting for that spot to take a picture. And so right. it's just nice to, to wake up early and have it to yourself just one other thing is if you're traveling to this canyon or this region it's only accessible by car from the south you can't get to it from the north Mm. so if you're staying on the north part of the island you literally have to drive all the way around the island to get to the entrance on the south side because what is keeping it from being open on the north is the nepali coast Yeah, it's crazy. Like we were so close to it, but that's why we had to wake up extra, extra early to get there early is because even though it's right there, you have to go all the way around the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you imagine the road like a clock, Yeah, you know, basically the road, the main road runs from one o'clock to nine o'clock from nine o'clock. 
one o'clock, yeah. there is no roads for that corner of the island. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So Waimea is actually Hawaiian for reddish water. And it seems to be a reference to the erosion of the canyon's red soil. Uh, that kind of ah. creates that. But on top of that, they say that this area is actually one of the wettest places on Earth. So the last absolute must-do of Kauai is Sunset at the St. Regis Hotel. Beautiful, beautiful place. We just went to the patio and we got drinks and watched the sunset. And what was that thing they did, Kim? At the sunset hour, the man comes out there, says, Aloha! And everyone's out there. And then he takes a champagne and savors it right in front of everyone. Every day. It looks out to Hanalei Bay, which you should also go to. But the sunset looking out onto the water there was just breathtaking. Yeah, mm. because the hotel is not right, right on the water. It's on a cliff, so it's overlooking mm-hmm. it. So it just makes for a more dramatic scene to watch the sunset. Really, really beautiful from there. But yeah. it is in the St. Regis Hotel. Beautiful patio deck to sit out on. You can have the waiters come bring you drinks as we all had our drinks in hand and just enjoying the sunset. Get there a little bit early to get a, uh, oh, a yeah. seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good tip. Because the only seat that we had was, I think someone had thrown up there. And they had, like, what? remember? Yeah, and they yeah. had to clean it up. It smelt in that corner. Yeah, it smelled <laughs> really bad, but it was the only seat available. So Jamal... Being Swear it's a nice place. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm just saying it that... Was the, uh, it was the little kid, though. It, okay. <laughs> it was the family with the little kids, and it happened to be the little child who was sick. Well, we uh, got okay, lucky, we go. and a little kid barfed, and we got his spot. Yeah. So main point about that, it's a very nice place, but just um, you're going to have to fight for seats unless you get there a little bit earlier. And also, we are from San Diego. And so when we went, people were describing Princeville, where we stayed and where the St. Regis is, as the La Jolla of the... um, of the Kauai or of the of the Kauai Island. And here in San Diego, La Jolla is like the jewel in Spanish. Thank you for that translation. (laughs) (laughs) Our resident bilingual. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we've told you about all the things that you must do, we're going to tell you about a few things that you shouldn't do or you need to consider do more research on before you make that decision to do. Like they're good, but up to you if you want to spend the time, depending on how much time you have there and what your interests are and um, and money and money. Yeah. So the first one on the list is um, the luau. You might remember me mentioning that earlier. <laughs> this time I am serious. <laughs> this one makes the list for the category we're talking about now. So the number one thing on our list for this is the luau. And while I was joking around earlier about being the number one favorite thing, I'm not joking when I say this is the number one thing that we think that you should consider whether or not you really want to do it. We paid $100 for our luau, and then we paid an additional $25 each for the shuttle Mm -hmm. so we could uh, drink to our heart's content. Because the luau that we signed up for advertised an open bar. And that it was but only for a span of about 30 minutes. While we're also (laughs) stuffing our face with the buffet. Yeah. Um, So we got there, basically, because we're taking the shuttle, we got there, what, like an hour early? But that's the recommended time anyway. Well, that's what time they open it up so you could wander the grounds and the gardens for... They actually pull the the pig out of the ground. Yeah. So there's a lot of peacocks out there. They give you a tour on their train, their cart, whatever it's called. And I feel like dinner was really rushed. Like there was no time to really relax and enjoy the dinner and the drinks. It was just 
buffet style, go get what you want to eat. And if you wanted seconds by the time you were up there, they were already starting to pack it up. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there was at least 500 people there. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, it was really, really crowded. So like Brittany was saying, basically, you know, they didn't have us all go up at the same time because the line would just be too long. So they designated the times for the tables to go up. And by the time, you know, you got done eating, if you wanted to go for seconds, they were already breaking it down. Well, let's back it up even a little bit more to when they're pulling the pig out. So we got a pro tip that we can double fist it at the bar. And as soon as they, uh, major pro tip. So as soon as they finished the pig, I don't know. I just remember that Jamal was right behind me. And all of a sudden, like Jamal's like, okay, we got to go to the bar. We got to go to the bar. And I'm looking at him as he's saying that I turn back to look at the show. And then I turn back and all of this is happening. I swear to you. The pig's gone. It's over. Yeah. Well, Jamal's already at the bar. Like, I don't know what happened. Jamal. I want to be first in line. Jamal was a drinking ninja. (laughs) Only 30 minutes of open bar while there's food. Better believe it. I'm going to be the first in line to get my money's worth. So we were a little disappointed because we were wandering the grounds for longer over then we had to eat and drink. Yeah. So then the the ceremony was the ceremony, whatever. And then I'm running after Jamal to the bar. So you can <laughs> double fist. You can take two drinks at a time. And then we were told, because I think they only had two drinks anyways, right? It was my tie. Beer and wine. Beer and wine. Okay, that's what it was. So they told us that, um, you know, grab two of one put it at your table, and then go grab another two of the other one. So we were running back and forth. (laughs) And I think like, so we were at the corner of the table. Kim was at the corner. I was right next to her. And then there was a guy, and of course, Jamal and Brittany are on the other side of Kim and I. And there's this guy next to me. And he looks over at us. Judgy McJudgerson. Yeah. He looked at us like we were savages. But really, I just think that he was I mean, we kind of were. Yeah, we what were. was our motto that night? Fuck them hard. <laughs> Fuck them hard. <laughs> Fuck them hard. <laughs> good motto. Something like by. that. Yeah, so we just had a table full of alcohol and we're having like fun. The the best. I mean, we're, regardless, we're going to have fun anyways. We had fun. Because it's us four. Yeah, we're always going to have a good time. And we're just laughing because we have all this alcohol there. But like by the time we got up to get food, it was so crazy because dinner's almost over, and so then you eat and you get up to get seconds, and it's pretty much cleaned out. Like it is and so rushed. Down the bar. Yeah, <laughs> and then they important. shuffle you to go watch the dances. The actual luau. So we still had extra drinks. So pro tip again: grab a glass for your water and just shove it all in one big glass <laughs> and take it to the show. So also, just so you know, again, I mentioned earlier that we paid twenty five dollars for the shuttle. It wasn't needed. Like. Although we're joking, we're not really joking around, but we're having a good time telling you this, joking about how we um, just filled our table with alcohol. We really are responsible adults. We, we really are responsible. <laughs> but two, although we did, it just wasn't, well, one, you're so full so that the food is definitely taking the alcohol out. But it was such a short time to drink. And although we're joking around, you really don't drink that much. You just don't have an opportunity to drink that much. And so although we paid for the shuttle, it really wasn't necessary. And again, going back to that uh, booze cruise that we were on, if only they had a shuttle there, I would do that Mm -hmm. booze cruise two times instead of the Luau and the cruise. So the Luau company offers that shuttle. So if you are doing that, that's just something to reconsider if you think it's going to be worth it. 
in our opinion, I don't think any of us think the shuttle was worth it. The next thing on our list, the highlight of considerations is the helicopter ride. I was super excited to go on a helicopter ride. I've never been on one. And we did hear a lot of good things about it. Yeah, they build the helicopter ride as one of the must-to-dos in Kauai simply because that's the only way you could see the majority of the island, you know, is by air, uh, simply because there aren't a lot of roads to it, which it was nice, but it's not all that it's hyped up. It was very expensive for what you're getting. How I mean, much I was it? It was like 125 or so. No, no. it was like 180, 200. Oh no, you're right, you're right. Person. I think it was almost more than 200 dollars a I person. Say, I think wasn't it like 250? I'm quoting low end just to not be crazy, but it was at least 180. It was probably definitely 200. a splurge. It was yeah. a splurge item, which is fine. We love to splurge while we're on vacation. Mm-hmm. What is our motto, one. Jamal, when we're on vacation? Fuck Fuck it, it. we're We're on on vacation. vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I love that motto. So it was was a splurge. However, we only had like 30 minutes up in the air. And it was really beautiful. But the thing is, it was an hour. Was it an hour? It was an hour. Because I was going to say, I wish it were 30 minutes. Because an hour was way too long. Like I was over it. At 30 minutes, I would have been so good. I also started to get motion sick up in the air so did i and i started to feel really crappy and thinking like i can't wait for this to be over and yeah it's really beautiful but we're just going to keep going in circles Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing i just want to note too for anyone who hasn't really been in a helicopter for a tour is even though you're going with a group of people you may not even be able to sit by who you want your significant other your spouse because they actually have to weigh you and distribute you throughout the helicopter based on your weight. So I wasn't even able to sit next to Brittany or anything like that. I so, was. Yeah. <laughs> but just for anyone who's going like as a couple, like you may not yeah, even yeah. be sitting in the front together. And you, you may sides. get some ignorant helicopter partners who don't listen to the directions of not wearing white because the white reflects in the windows and ruins all of your pictures like you should wear even though it's hot like cover up your skin even and don't ruin other people's pictures sounds like you had a story with that (laughs) well you know first off i just want to say that when we say consider the helicopter ride it's not that we're slamming the company the company was great the company was professional they did an awesome job Mm -hmm. i think for us it was just too long and um they did weigh us right at the beginning and jamal and Brittany, our husband and wife and i'm jamal's sister and we are tall tall people me and jamal and so you have to pay extra to sit in the front but jamal and i got lucky because we're tall and because we have more weight than others they threw us in the front so i know that jamal's kind of you know he wanted to sit by Brittany, but because i don't care who i sit next to i was just excited to sit in the front sorry guys (laughs) i wish i could have believe me Brittany. i wish i could have given my weight to you yeah no i mean i know you guys felt it was a little bit too long and got sick but just from another perspective you know i don't really get motion sick so the time really didn't bother me but it's just the helicopter is something to consider on for most people potentially major splurge not sitting by who you want to sit with and, you know, potentially paying that much to get motion sick. Right. It was pretty, but I do not get motion sickness. And okay. I did. And at, at a certain point after like a half an hour or so, I closed my eyes and was laying back. And, you know, you're on that helicopter to look out and I was closing my eyes. 
I just want to take a real quick question. Whose idea was it for the helicopter ride? I think we all wanted to do it. Like, I was really excited. It was definitely my idea. Because I've never been on one, and I was so excited. And so she's the one closing her eyes. That's the only reason why I said it, just to give her a hard time a little bit. Well, I wanted to do the helicopter. I'm glad I did. Also, I think, like, we were talking about it after we went on it, because I, I don't get motion sickness, and I didn't, but I still felt like an hour was just really long. And if we had done 30 minutes... I would have been super satisfied but I think that they just don't do 30 minutes because you're already paying a premium price mm-hmm. for it and I think that they think 30 minutes who's going to do it and truth be told if I'm going to Kauai and I'm spending that money and I know nothing about helicopter rides I would choose 60 minutes over 30 minutes mm-hmm. based on just you know the expectation and the thoughts going through my head but now that I know what I know I would do 30 minutes one of the cool things if anyone's a movie buff is they do take you to the waterfall that they filmed Jurassic Park on where they land the helicopter when they first get there so just a little trivial fact for anyone out there interested in uh, movies or that little tidbit well speaking of movies on the Nepali coast tour they do show you where Harrison Ford and Anne Heche were when they filmed Seven, six days, seven nights. Six days, seven nights. Yeah, Kauai Classic is a movie, movie place. Classic yeah. Movie. yeah. But, um, you know, one other thing to take into consideration moving past the helicopters now is um, we were recommended by several locals to hike Sleeping Giant, more particularly at sunrise. How was that experience at sunrise, Jamal? Uh, it was a fiasco. <laughs> You guys, we hit 10,000 steps before 7 a.m. It was a fiasco. It, it was a debate if we even wanted to get up at sunrise. Once Brittany heard Amazing View, there was like no turning back. You guys, <laughs> if, you, if you have to know one thing about me, we are going to hike on every single vacation. And we're going to get up at the crack of dawn. There are no easy days yeah. when you're with me. You guys, when you come back from vacation with us... Like you need a vacation. Yeah, you need a vacation. And then Dave, like, even if you go to work the next day and you work eight to five, you're still going to sleep in on the day that you go back to work than any day that you're on vacation with Brittany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, one- your work day will be the easy day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, you know, what, what's funny more particularly is, you know, before every trip we go on, all the girls kind of have like a bet that they don't tell me about is when's Jamal going to have his freak out because there's some sort of implication <laughs> that I have a freak out on like every trip. So uh, pretty nice to everybody else. I wouldn't facts. call them freak outs. They may be just little, I uh, get a little stressed, but I wouldn't call it a freak out. But so what happened that morning? Well, we get there bright and early. Like not dark, even bright, it's dark just and early. early. It's well, so well. dark. The only thing we can hear is roosters like cacawing in the background on every part of the island yes yes this is true but um yes i say bright and early as the expression but it definitely wasn't bright it was still pitch black and (laughs) we are staying on the north end of the island and we have to wake up extra early because to drive even there is already 40 minutes plus it's estimated to take 40 minutes to 60 minutes to get to the top so we're there like an hour and a half before sunrise realistically and so we start the trail wait we did a little bit of research don't forget the fact that you brought the flashlight we needed a flashlight (laughs) or did we not did we forget it i'm gonna let jamal tell that story but i I just want to make sure that he remembers to tell the fact that he brought the flashlight from the timeshare that we were staying at yeah i did and it was plugged into the wall but yet 
for whatever reason, when I took it, it didn't turn on and it was heavy. So I got pretty and pissed at the beginning. That's where it began. Yeah, I got pretty upset at the beginning <laughs> of the trail. So uh, I kind of had a little fit about that and threw it back <laughs> in the, the SUV. But anyway, Kim and Brittany had done some research on the actual trail because the Sleeping Giant hike actually has several different offshoots and ways that you can actually go but to get to the top you know there's a certain path but it's so dark that we can't even see the markers like on the road and i know Brittany was really passionate about being up there for sunset because it was really sunrise sunrise excuse me thank you because it was really recommended by like several locals and so we just kept on going and going. And no, I want to point out that you kept on going. <laughs> that is true. Jamal was because so far ahead. The three of us stayed together. I just want to point out when I go on a hike, I'm looking at routes. I'm looking at like tips on how to make it to the top. The map in I'm our hand. At the map in my hand. <laughs> and so, you know, occasionally we'll miss the markers. And at the point where I knew that we something was wrong and that we had gone too far, my husband was nowhere in sight. We are screaming his name to try to find him. We're trying to call him. And he was storming (laughs) off with his little freak out all by himself. And the three of us were behind trying to figure out, like, do we keep walking in the wrong direction? Is he going to eventually turn around and, like, find us? I just want to (laughs) say I didn't start off way ahead from you guys until later. And the later was when it started to actually be around the time of sunrise. And I sped up because you guys sped up. Yeah, I sped (laughs) up and got ahead of you guys because I was determined to find the way up so that we can get there so that we wouldn't miss it. And then I got frustrated when I realized we were going to miss it. So, yeah, finally. Major uh, freak out. No, no, but yeah, either I don't remember if I got the phone call or I finally heard you guys like yelling through the woods. Yeah, because I was trying to call Jamal. But, you know, when you're out there, there's no reception. And it was pretty the 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 ground is wet. There's branches. um, You know, you got to watch your steps. Bugs. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was actually hiking on the side of the mountain. We did not end up going up the mountain. And then the sun came up, and we missed the sunrise. The sun beat us up. <laughs> the sun beat and us And that's up. when we realized we went the wrong way. But <laughs> so we, we did summit. We did summit the mountain. We turned and it around, was a beautiful view. came back together. But because Jamal's we were... attitude kind of was like a killer for that whole... I, I, I just want to say we found the route when the sun was up. Yes, <laughs> Let's we put did. it that way. Yes, because uh, I, I was upset because it was dark and we missed it, so... And my, we were all upset, but so we all didn't have a freak out. Point being, <laughs> the pro tip is make sure you have your GPS going and find something with a route to make sure that you get to the top because it's really, really dark and the signs are really, really small and you will definitely like miss it if you're not keeping a keen eye out for it. Yes. Or just don't do it for sunrise. Do it, it for sunset. It'd be a beautiful hike during the day. Yeah, exactly. And um, because we were up so early, I'm wearing my Fitbit. And yeah, that's why I said we hit 10,000 steps before 7 a.m. I mean, if you want a more accomplished morning, shoot. It was so crazy, guys. So crazy. We're actually now at my favorite part of the episode where we're taking our listeners' questions. So we constantly get asked, 
about where we're going, what we did there, what we're going to do there, how can we afford it, and a million other questions in between. So you guys sent us some questions about Kauai, and we're going to go through a few of them. But just so you know, if you ever want to reach us and ask us a question, you can um, DM us or comment on our Instagram posts at Travel Squad Podcast, and we'll answer them on a future episode. So first question from our listeners was, why did we pick Hawaii over the other Hawaiian islands? And honestly, to be 100% transparent, um, it was because of our timeshare. <laughs> That's a Jamal great reason. And I, uh, our timeshare owners, it was gifted to us as actually a wedding gift. And this was our first vacation using it. And we were looking at all of the destinations and Kauai happened to be on there because one thing you should know about Brittany especially is she's always looking for travel where to go she has a list like a mile long of a million places to go to she's like fully booked through like 30 20 like like just but she will she will no no, 30 20 (laughs) but but you she'll find a way to squeeze in a weekend trip yeah yeah exactly we'll we'll have another episode about that but you know if you're always looking and you got the timeshare shoot let's go to Kauai. yeah so i mean we can exchange it for you know whatever places and we were looking at Hawaii, because, you know, with the timeshare, you got to spend a week there. So we thought, where's a place that we're really content with spending a week? And Kauai wasn't even really on our radar. You know, you think of Hawaii, you think of Big Island, you think of Maui, Oahu or something like that. Uh, And not a lot of tourists go to Kauai, but they had one. The only one that was available for Hawaii for the times that we could go was in Kauai. So that's the reason why we ended up going there. And then once we started doing some research about the island, we quickly realized um, it's probably one of the most beautiful islands because of all of the jungle and the remoteness. And it was so scenic. So I was really happy with the pick. Brittany, when you told me the price of the timeshare, what did I say? Okay, so (laughs) I'm just going to throw this out there. But for the entire week, the timeshare was like $300 a person for the entire week. Per person. And Kim said, oh, my God, why is it so expensive? (laughs) (laughs) That was so like there's four of us, three hundred dollars, twelve hundred total. Right. But anyways, anywhere else that you're going to stay, it is. It will uh, be three hundred a night. Yeah. And let me just tell you that we stayed in like a two bedroom, two bath condo with a fully stocked kitchen had a living room. It had a grill space outside. So. A washer and dryer that we used every single day. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it was well worth the money. Came in clutch. 300 well spent. Yeah. Next question. What do you do when unexpected things ruin your travel plans? Oh, we know this one well. Welcome to the Travel Squad <laughs> pod. <laughs> this is our specialty, guys. Okay. Um, first off, the Nepali Coast hike was closed. Anyone want to talk about that? So there was a major rain in April. We actually went in May. So there was a ton of mudslides on the Nepali Coast, shutting down the road that we needed to use to get to the Nepali Coast hike. Which is one of the biggest draws of Kauai is this famous hike. Now, it's not a hike on the top of the cliffs. It's actually a hike along the beach of the Nepali Coast. Beautiful. Yeah. 
And so we had done a lot of research about it. All of us were really, really excited to do it, especially Brittany, because like she said earlier, hike on every trip. Mm-hmm. It did go up into the some of the caves. Well, a little bit, but for the most part, like it's not at the top of the cliff is what right. I mean. And we had booked this trip like six months before. So we were really looking forward to this hike. Mm-hmm. And a month beforehand, those rains just <laughs> washed down all that mud. It's not our first encounter with mudslides. That podcast will be coming later on for you. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode on the not Big Sur road trip. Big Sur, not Big Sur road trip. Right. Because if you look at what happened to Big Sur in California, the same thing right before our trip there. But we didn't let that stop us and we didn't let this one stop us either. What did we do instead? We did a second hike in... uh... Waimea Canyon State Park, did we not? We did. You know, if we had done that hike, though, we wouldn't have had a chance to do that boat tour. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. Exactly. And the boat tour was definitely number one. I mean, I just think you have to realize that things are going to come up while you travel, and it's really important to keep an open mind and take recommendations and improvise to make the the most out of your trip. Yeah. Life is really how you uh, react to what's happening. So whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing, just, you know, you got to go with the flow. So And you're on vacation. So just have fun. Yeah. And if all else fails, you're in Kauai. Go get a Mai Tai. So our last question that we received for the Kauai episode is how do you plan what to do each day? I'm going to be honest. I think everyone just kind of like looks at you, Britt. So Brittany and I both, uh, Brittany does a lot of research before we go, and she's always the one that comes up with all of the hikes that we're going to do, how to get to where we're going. I'm more like, oh, there's a Thai food restaurant. We should go to this bar. And I know Brittany and Jamal love Hakuzan, so we always try to hit one of those up. <laughs> Isn't that what we did the first night? Go get Thai food and go get those Mai Tai. We did. <laughs> I, Kim knows what to do, and Brittany plans it in really well. Yeah, but I mean, um, beyond the, just doing the research, I feel like the most important thing is sometimes people go someplace, especially like Hawaii, they're just like, oh, we'll find something to do, like it's Hawaii, but you really lose a lot of time and a little bit of planning goes a long way. And, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast on Kauai in particular is because when we started to do some research, we realized, hey, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is actually like from Hawaii and their own Department of Tourism, not a lot of people because not a lot of people actually visit Kauai. And I actually probably would have done more research looking back in hindsight. But like we said, there wasn't a lot of stuff out there about it. It was hard. I think the biggest tip I can give is to really look at the island and the area, the things that you're interested in doing and try to plan it by location Mm -hmm. because... Because of the one road. So if you know that you're going to do several things in the Princeville area, do them in one day. If you want to visit the Waimea Canyon, do that in another day. Because there were several days where we went to several different parts of the islands. So that was probably a lot. Yeah. And to go around the entire island was two hours in one direction. So it really takes a lot of time. So that'd be like my biggest tip is 
really plan out where what you wanted to do and where it's located on the island. Yeah. And real quickly, sorry, guys, just to back up to the question prior, what do you do when unexpected things ruin your travel plans? I think it would be so remiss if we didn't say when we did the what was it? The hike? It was like a two hour hike. And it was supposed to be over. (laughs) Yeah. Once you get to the, the top, you're supposed to have the most beautiful view of the Nepali coastline. And it was all gray clouds and we spent two hours hiking to get to that view and so um, you know you just got to roll with the punches so Jamal took the camera took a picture of Brit, me and Kim and we posted it on social media with look at the beautiful view in the background roll with the punches roll with the punches one of my favorite questions Kim asked while planning this trip was will we even need a car (laughs) (laughs) you will valid question Yes, yes, and I can confidently say. SUV. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gave me crap because I wanted the SUV, but I mean, it really is mountainous. If you are going to be going to uh, Waimea Canyon State Park, you definitely are going up really narrow roads, uh, and it's definitely useful. And if anybody is going to go and stay in a timeshare, our timeshare provided us with an ice chest. Yes. We packed food, we packed drinks, and you know, it's just really hard to fit all that just kind of like in a small trunk with the hiking backpacks and everything up. The other thing about an SUV is that after having a day out adventuring, you're bound to be a little sleepy. And I I took many naps in the back of that SUV, so I would recommend. Yeah. And, you know, there was one day where we went to, what was it, Secret Beach or something? I don't know what it was, but we were at a we beach did. and um, it started to rain on us and we were out in the water at this point right so our towels are soaked our bags are soaked so we don't even have towels to dry off because this is some hard rain coming in on us so uh you know we're able to throw the towels in the back of the trunk and i just felt so bad for the rental we did not damage the car but i felt so bad for the rental company when we gave the car back because it was filled with sand and mud and um it was uh so why i feel like they have to expect it yeah and that yeah. was also one of the reasons why the ta- timeshare came in handy because that washer and dryer were so clutch every single day no matter what you're doing you're getting dirty you're getting sandy and if you pack light you can always throw your clothes in the wash and dryer and have a fresh pair for later yeah, another question that a lot of people ask is, you know, is Kauai affordable and how much does it cost? I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Kim, you actually documented how much it costed you for the entire I literally wrote down everything from the flight, the timeshare, the food, the souvenirs, everything. And I actually think it was $1,806. $1,806. So... For seven days in Hawaii, flights included, that is, I mean, it's amazing. It could definitely be a lot more expensive, but we did a lot of things for cost-saving measures. Mm -hmm. You know, one of them, and I just want to reiterate again, the timeshare. Now, I know Brittany mentioned that we're timeshare owners, but non-timeshare owners can rent at places that have timeshares. So you can get your place set up like it is the condo, two-bed, to bath with a full kitchen. So Hawaii in general is expensive in terms of, you know, just basic gas, food and whatnot. So one thing that we did is we actually pretty much planned out our meals that we were going to have. You know, we bought 
deli meats, bread, made sandwiches for our hikes, had dinner. They had a Costco the on the show. island. Yeah, yeah, so we went to Costco and did all that, and that definitely saved you know a lot of money. All four of us going in equal on the groceries. Definitely a lot cheaper than eating out because a meal per person in Hawaii is easily $15, $20. So don't want to talk up timeshares too much, but... <laughs> Not an ad. This is just a personal opinion. Okay, with the, t- the timeshares... They ask you to sit through a presentation because they want to sell you a timeshare. And a lot of the times for going to the presentation, they'll give you gifts. Brittany has a hard time saying no to them. Just FYI. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys literally almost bought a second timeshare. Time you guys, it was just so thrilling <laughs> to watch Brittany, Jamal, and the lady negotiate. Right, right numbers down. Like, it was so, yeah. it was. It, Kim and I were like, uh-oh, what if they ask us about the timeshare? And then in the end, they didn't even look at us Once when they thought that Jamal they and Brittany. completely ignored me and Dana, thank God. Well, we didn't walk out with a timeshare. We didn't walk out with a timeshare, but... But we did walk out with $125 of an American Express gift card. And we also got half off on the Nepali Co. Sunset Cruise. So Zaina and Kim were a two for one and Jamal and I were a two for one. Yeah. So definitely, you know, if you're going to be staying at one, sit through the presentation. It's going to get you something that you want to do on the island, either for free or half off. Uh, and on top of that, you know, we got a gift card and that gift card paid for our gas when we were there. And let's not forget, we also walked <laughs> out with individualized coffee creamers. Yes, we very did. important. of ours. Well, you know, we were at the end of the, cr- the, the trip and it's, you know, about $10, $12 for coffee creamer. And it's just sitting right there because they give you unlimited coffee. So just grab a few. Any final thoughts that any of you guys have on uh, Kauai that we didn't touch on that we just want to say real quick? The last thing I want to say about Kauai is that if you have the chance to go, absolutely take it because you will not regret it. I had so much fun. We had so much fun. And it's it really is one of the most beautiful places here in America and on this earth. Yeah. And I just think no matter where we go, guys, us four, we're always going to have a good time. Always. All right, guys. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about Kauai, and I hope that you are inspired to take this trip, too. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review and tell us what you like. And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast. Go ahead and slide into our DMs with any questions you may have. (laughs) So, guys, make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports, because next week we're taking you to China. China! Woo!